Hello and welcome to the English version of the February edition of our podcast, a monthly podcast produced by the Goethe Institute and Zündfunk Bayern 2. My name is Dromedary Dave Creeden, and once again we'll be showcasing five fabulous albums made in Germany, handpicked by Angie Portman. The five acts featured on this month's podcast are Töchter, Kreidler, Golden Disco Ship, Zahn, and Ja Penny. Top fit, top sound, top look, sing Ja Panik on the opener to their latest album, which rocks away as in an indie discotheque back in the 1990s. 
Following up on the pop album they released in 2021, Jan Panik have now come out with a real rock album. Lead singer Andreas Spechtel, currently based in Argentina, and the rest of the band, who are from Burgenland, the easternmost state in Austria, and now based in Berlin, spent months passing music and vocal tracks back and forth halfway across the world. I asked Spechtel how Don't Play With The Rich Kids became a rock album. We took six years off before the record, then another year and a half break owing to the pandemic. After all that time, we were dying to get back together as a band on stage. And right after the tour, we still had all that energy and felt like making a record. I think that exuberance plus the joy of playing together made for a very rock and very live recording. Live eingespielte Platte geworden. This is a record with obvious reminiscences of David Bowie who became part of Spechtel's DNA very early on in his youth, and with unusual songs about unusual places, such as Ushuaia, the capital of Tierra del Fuego in Argentina and the world's southernmost city. Spechtel's partner works for the German Academic Exchange Service in Ushuaia, so he's been living there for a year and a half now when he doesn't have things to take care of in Germany or Austria. But what did he find so fascinating about Ushuaia that he went ahead and wrote a song about it? I guess what I found so interesting about Ushuaia, that journey I sing about is still a pipe dream for the time being. I'm planning to set forth on that trip this year, hopefully. After all, it's three or 4,000 kilometers from the north of Argentina. I grew up in a backwater of 300 people on the border with Hungary and Slovakia. You can actually walk across the border there, which is just a few steps away. I've been interested in border towns ever since, because so many of our ingrained ideas simply don't apply there. Language, landscape, culture, it all melts away there. Andreas Spechtel is now 40, but he only recently got his driving license. Since then, he's been driving an awful lot, from the Andes across the meditative expanses of the Argentine Pampas and back again. He's always on the move. Has this had any effect on the album? I used to write lots of songs whilst out walking, so I think moving around has always been very important to me. And whilst working on this album, I started running, doing a bit of sport, doing something good for my body for the first time in my life. And then, that's right, I got my driving license, because I knew we were going to Argentina, and driving's quite important there. 
I don't drive at all in Europe and have no desire to. In Argentina, it's virtually impossible to get anywhere without a car, outside the big cities, of course. So from walking, from driving, speed has somehow seeped into this album, which I think you can hear, too. Not at all because the record is more rock and not because the tempo may be a bit faster than on the old numbers, but I have a feeling that the ideas and things on the album rush past you quickly. Ich habe das Gefühl, dass die Ideen und dass die Dinge auf der Platte eher schnell an einem vorbeirauschen. Don't play with the rich kids. The album title sounds like a call to class struggle. What's that all about? Does the song Mama Made This Boy or does Spector's Mama Herself have anything to do with it? Ich glaube, das wird die nächsten Jahre eines der großen politischen Themen und ist es ja auch schon Steuer, Erbschaft. I think this is going to be one of the big political issues over the next few years, and it already is. Taxes, inheritance. At a time when more and more money is being concentrated in fewer and fewer hands, and so much wealth is simply inherited and not actually earned anymore, these are totally salient issues. In this regard, the class struggle is going on all the time, from the top down. What interested me was the idea of reintroducing a bit of class struggle from the bottom up in pop music and the arts. Hence the title of the Japanic album, because it establishes a certain way of thinking and a certain culture in the arts. At a time when people say you can't make a living with music anymore, more and more rich kids are getting in on the act because the only ones who can afford this very costly hobby are often those with financial security. And it's easy for you to rebel against the system in, say, your early 20s, to accept an unsteady job if you can count on buying yourself a flat in your late 30s anyway. The song is also about the fact that you can pass on other things besides money too, which is where my mother comes in when I sing a little fear, but also your coolness. I inherited that too, so my mother had to stand in for this idea. I hope she doesn't mind. So yes, it may be a little bit about my mother, but maybe it's about all the mothers in the world, at least the proletarian mothers. Let's put it that way. Let's turn from mothers to daughters now with a Berlin band called Techter and a track off their new album, Epic Wonder.
On their two latest albums, Tökte have been looking for new connections, especially between strings and pop music. The members of this Berlin trio are Katrine Grarop-Elbo, Lisa-Marie Vogel and Marie-Claire Schlamois. All three play classical instruments, namely violin, viola and cello. But all three are also into electronic, house, pop and film music. I asked Marie-Claire Schlamois if any specific artist has had a particularly big influence on their sound. When Michael Levi released the soundtrack to Under the Skin about 10 years ago, it was a special, inspirational experience for the group. It gave rise to a, a new wave of instrumentalists and composers. I think that has to do with Michael Levi's background too. Levi plays viola, and while studying composition at Guildhall, Levi was also playing clubs on the side and producing rappers, as well as starting up an experimental pop project called Mikachu and the Shapes. In all these genres, Levi used and manipulated string samples in creative and super interesting ways. I think that gave rise to a very interesting scene for string players. According to the album Info, when listening to Epic Wonder, we should imagine ourselves in a 1960s folk song or being blown around by Morricone's Desert Wind. That's quite a picturesque image. I'm more inclined to see Tertus music as gliding weightlessly underwater over fields of seaweed. But whatever you think of when listening to Epic Wonder, it's a very floating, very mysterious album. This is dream pop using highly unusual instruments, chamber pop that takes a turn on the dance floor every now and again too. It's elusive, protean, constantly changing, like some unknown, unpredictable, amorphous being. What's this album all about? Katrina Graub Elbo puts it like this. Epic Wonder sucht nach Verbindungen. Epic Wonder is looking for connections between humans, animals, plants, fungi, rocks, soils, oceans, ice caps, stars, planets. As we see it, the world is badly in need of a deeper understanding of compassion, of empathy. We've got to understand that we're all part of the same organism. And epic wonder is a dream, a wish, a longing for kinship with all the species that share the world with us. Like Epic Wonder, the new Kreidler album is all about connections and encounters. Points of contact and entanglements, people and their love. After all, there's only one humanity, says Kreidler's Andreas Reiser. So how can we be bashing one another's heads in when we should be closing ranks against all the right-wing Nazi crap, he adds. When the sun goes down and the smell comes up
Heidler, a band from Düsseldorf and Berlin, have been going at it for 30 years now. And for 30 years, Thomas Klein, Alex Paulik and Andreas Reiser have been working on their brand of postmodernism, a terrific avant-garde fusion of techno, dub and kraut rock, the perfect soundtrack to our inner cinema. Which, although mostly instrumental, has a knack for touching on postmodernism's sore spots. Crouch Rock and post-punk are writ large on their new album called Twists, A Visitor Arrives. Said to Keidler's signature of polyrhythms, the upshot is some exciting electronic music that sounds at once timely and incredibly timeless. The tune we've just heard, for example, featuring Khan of Finland, catapults us straight back to New York nightlife in the early 1980s. The undertone is grim and nervous, dystopian, but magical too. Andreas Reiser recalls New York back in the day. New York, der 80er, Faszination vom kulturellen Output, den man heute New York in the 80s, a fascination with its cultural output, which is still visible or influential today. Living there was pretty hard or disastrous economically speaking. 
and what with AIDS, which actually carried off a whole generation of artists. Things got even worse in Manhattan when Giuliani came to power. So the 80s, without romanticizing it, may well have been the last gasp of freedom there. Run-down city centers that only appealed to artists like Berlin or Manchester or Rotterdam or Hamburg, where incredibly great things were created. In the visual arts, music, theatre, film, where people had the freedom to reinvent things or reinvent themselves, where people of colour, gays, queers, women and all the others had opportunities and got a presence or carved one out for themselves. And in post-punk music, which allowed any influencers, as long as they were exciting and not masculine, rockist and mostly white and straight, like punk, yes, I'd say post-punk is still the most exciting popular music today. Yeah, post-punk, I'd say, is still the most exciting popular music Let's boogie from Keidler on over to Golden Disco Ship now. Peace. 
Oval Sun Patch is a new album by Golden Disco Ship, Teresa Stretke's solo project, which has been chugging along since 2008 and just celebrated its 15th anniversary. In addition to Golden Disco Ship, Stretkes has also made albums with an Indian-German band project called Hotel Kali and an art-pop band called Painting. Oval Sunpatch is probably her most pop-sounding album to date. The first four tracks in particular are pretty catchy. How did this popwood shift come about? This time around, I just had fun cutting straight to the chase, making each statement right away, first establishing a beat that gets me bopping along whilst I'm making the music. In other words, first creating a flow that sweeps me up and then working in the obligatory tinkering and tweaking, which simply goes with the territory for me, a little later on, and perhaps a little more subtly. But it feels like I'm still working in this field of tension between the building blocks of experimental and pop music and looking for new angles I hadn't found before. Most of Oval Sunpatch came about abroad, including in Portugal, during a residency at the Goethe Institute in Lisbon. Is that why some of the numbers are so funky? Yes, electronic music, electronic dance music, club culture, techno has always been a big influence for me. It's a music that I listen to a lot and that really inspires me. Even if I always end up with a song with these elements, as well as some totally different elements too, it has always been important to me. I find it really interesting how you can create a groove and manage time with rhythm. And of course, people dance a lot in Portugal, in Berlin too, and that's the scene I'm into, which naturally has an effect on me and the music I make. Let's wind down this edition of the podcast by the Goethe Institute and Sundfunk Bayern 2 with a little trip to the Adriatic, where we can lounge around on a rickety old deck chair and gaze out across the grey sea, enjoying the morbid atmosphere. And the music of Zahn, a great Berlin post-rock trio. Their second album to date is a mix of krautrock, noise and alternative rock. The upshot is excellent post-rock with some edgy guitars and a magical brand of dark jazz. The Zahn Trio are Nick Stockmann, Chris Breuer and Felix Gebhardt. Gebhardt told us how they came up with the idea of calling the album Adria, which is German for the Adriatic Sea. It's a freely associative word, but it does evoke images of summer vacation, dusty air in traffic jams on the motorway, crowded beaches and that sort of thing. Surprisingly enough, the way the numbers turned out, they all fit in with this title. So it took on a life of its own in the course of working on the record. This is debonair Dave Creeden signing off on Angie Portman's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it. Don't forget that you can listen to our podcast wherever you are, whether on the road, on the beach, or within your own four walls. And you can subscribe to the podcast not only on the Goethe Institute's website, but also on Spotify and other streaming services. <laughs>